Welcome to the Accounting on Purpose podcast series. In this series, we focus on accounting not as numbers on a page, but as a language. And with any language, it's about communication and finding shared meaning. Topics include things from what is a debit and credit, right through to how we use accounting to tell the story. So today we're going to talk about um, a little bit about how my experience in managing teams in an accounting session. So if you're in a business and you've got a finance team and sort of my way or my methodology of, of what to look for and, and how, to, how to one, make sure you've got a leader who's leading your team and two, if you are a leader, some thoughts in terms of how you, how you might be able to change your approach or confirm that you're doing the right thing. We've all done, in those who view in a corporate setting where you've been at a state of the nation and <clears throat> the CEO gets up in front of everyone and says, look, we're going to have to put in the hard yards, work some extra hours and do it for the team. Now, when someone says that to me, when someone stands up in front of me and says, look, we all need to pull together and, and take one for the team, it's half a message because you're talking about the team, but what, what about the individuals in the team? Because a team is made up of individuals and this is, for me, an incredibly important aspect of leadership is that you need to understand what motivates each individual in your team. Now, you, the team might be have might have one specific goal, or might be there to do a, a specific task. That's fine. But as a leader or the leader in the team, I think it's incredibly important to understand what motivates each person in that team. So, how do I achieve? How do I understand what individuals want? How does how do I understand what my team wants? Well, you actually have to have a conversation with them. That's the tricky part. And especially in accounting teams, I find um, it's not always what people want to do. So, but this is an incredibly important part of starting to build a team is having a sit-down conversation with, with people and understanding what it is they want. And as it's a conversation, there should be two ways. So what you're providing them as you listen to what it is they want is you need to actually tell them, or the leader of the team needs to be able to tell them what it is the organisation or that team could provide them. So just because someone's motivated to become the CFO or they want to um, get involved in a certain project, that's great that that's their motivation, but it might not be possible. And I think as a leader, it's important to tell people that as a truth and say, once you understand their motivations, reinforce how or what opportunities there might be at the current organisation or on the current team to achieve what they're after. And this can sometimes be a difficult conversation because sometimes they're not going to be able to get what they want in this team. This is still an important conversation to have because ultimately if you have someone who's motivated to achieve something and they're never going to be achieving it, their performance, their happiness, their engagement, all those things that are important aren't going to be achievable. So it's better to have that conversation up front and then people can make a decision, an informed decision, on what path they want to take. Along with this conversation to understand their motivation, you need to also have a conversation to, to make it clear to the team what they're accountable for. Each individual needs to understand how they fit in the team and the leader's job is to make sure that all the parts of the team fit together and work together. So even the leader has 
part to play in the team. So the leader is part of the team. And understanding that accountability is important because you want to start building trust because ultimately trust is what will get you there to having a, an amazing team. And the first step to building trust is to making people accountable for a piece of the puzzle. And why that's the first step is because once you make people accountable for that and say, look, your job is X, Y, Z, the next thing you say is now I trust. I will give you the trust and the responsibility and the authority to get that done. And you give them that trust. And this then leads into the part that's the hardest part about being a leader. Because you need to trust them to do it and you need to let them do it. And ultimately, you need to be comfortable to let them fail. Because this is an incredibly important part about building trust. When someone fails, you've given them a responsibility, they're accountable for it, they've got all the means to achieve their goal, you're there to provide support if they want it, but you're not telling them how to do it, you're letting them do it. If they fail and they come to you, I have failed. I have stuffed something up. I haven't got something done in time. I failed in doing the, what you made me accountable for. As a leader, you need to firstly hold them to account. Whatever consequence there is because of them failing, which is in line with the not meeting their accountability, needs to be enforced. So whatever that is. Quite often it's just like, it's, a war, it's not a formal warning, it's a, it's a discussion about when it went wrong, helping them say, well, let's not do that again, wrap up the discussion. The next thing you need to do at that point is immediately give your trust back to them, unequivocally. As a leader, you need to give that trust, and this is what hurts, because that person has just failed you, and you need to trust that they will now go away and achieve their role. That doesn't just happen once. This is a whole team of individuals. They'll be failing in different ways and different sizes and you need to as the leader be the one to give the trust you can't be saying well i need to wait for my team to trust me no you're the leader you're the one who has to give it and this is the hard part and this will take this will take months this process but slowly what will happen is your team will see you either giving your trust to them holding them account but also holding the team members accountable when they don't perform in the team but that lack of performance or that you know, making a mistake or not being on their game that one day doesn't destroy your trust. You still give their trust. And what that will do is your team will start to trust you. They'll start to believe that, yes, they can fail, but, or they can make a mistake. And by telling you that they've made a mistake won't destroy your trust. Because no matter who you are, you never want to break someone's trust. It's so important to you to keep. So this process is really interesting because now, as your t team starts to trust you, they start to realize that you're the leader of the team. So by trusting you implicitly, what they start doing is trusting the rest of the team. And by, by trusting the team and trusting you as a leader, all of a sudden, all those discussions you've had about with those individuals understanding their motivation and how, they're, how achieving their goals can be done through working at this organization and with this team, they start to realize that by working together as a team, they could achieve their goals. So all of a sudden they trust you, they trust the team, and they start seeing that if the team succeeds, they succeed. And this is where, for me, leading teams and seeing this stage start to happen is really awesome because now, now that everyone is accountable, everyone understands where they fit in the team, they understand the team success means their success, they trust the others 
that work in the team and they trust that they will be held to account. All of a sudden when things go wrong in the team, the team starts to fix it themselves. They don't actually look to you as a leader and say, well look, Joe's sick today. Oh, that means this isn't going to get done. We need someone to do this. They will go and do it. Not because it's their job, not because they're made accountable for it. In fact, they're very clear that they're not accountable for it. It's Joe's job, but he's not here today. So if Joe's not here today and we don't get stuff done, which you know, some of what Joe's does affects my job, well, the team will fail. Well, then I'll fail. So they go and get it done. This is, this is what's really, really, really powerful in these teams is that they get it done without asking permission from the leader because they trust you and they trust that, that you'll understand or that you will want them to make sure the team succeeds. You actually start becoming less needed as a leader. You're, you're there to hold the account, but actually it becomes a lot easier and really you then get to have a much deeper impact on the individuals and on the team's input. We've talked a lot about teams, so the team's performing. So then, as a leader, what, I'm an individual, what's in it for me? Well, you've now got this team that's built on trust, that self-regulates, that is comfortable being accountable, comfortable making mistakes and letting you know when mistakes happen, which is important. As a leader, you've created this awesome team. Isn't that what being a leader is all about? And these are people who will forever remember this team as one of the best places to work, both from a, a work, a personal goal point of view, and hopefully from a personal achievement point of view as well. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.